All right. Well, let's get started then. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I am Alex. <laughs> I live in Boston and I work for a company called OpenView, which is a venture capital firm. And we invest in early stage startups. And what I do on the team is I work with those startups and I work with really great candidates in the market and essentially play matchmaker between awesome people and awesome companies. Uh, before that, I was at Drift, where we were introduced as an account executive and worked at a number of different startups before that and was actually in PR before moving into sales and then recruiting. So it took a very interesting path here. And, you know, beyond that, from New Jersey, have, you know, amazing family and friends still there and, and have been living in Boston for the last few years and just really enjoying the city. Great. Well, yeah, I, I think... The backstory would be helpful for people. We initially got connected when you were at Drift. You were our rep as we were using Drift um, here at Spark Hire, and we loved working with you. And it's been great to to follow you along in your journey and moving from sales into recruiting and now at OpenView. Um, so that's been awesome to see. I think that's a great place to start. I love to learn more about that transition. Like you said, you were in PR, marketing, you moved into sales, and then now you find yourself in talent acquisition. So curious how you landed here. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I took a little bit of an unorthodox path into recruiting, but I think what I've always really recognized about myself is that I love connecting with people and I love telling stories and I love, um, you know, trying to connect stories to something that they'll really grab onto and be interested in. And I think that's like a huge part of PR. It's a huge part of selling and it's a huge part of recruiting. So, you know, was in PR, loved the aspect of pitching and, and telling different, you know, news organizations or different stakeholders about a product, a tool, a different initiative that was going on. And ultimately felt like that wasn't the right place for me and, and found that sales would all be a place where I could really connect with people and still continue to sell stories and, and really um, tone those skills more. So I moved into being a BDR at a company called Nanigans, where I was really lucky to connect with a lot of really great marketers. I don't think I realized how lucky I was at the time. We were an e-commerce business doing a lot or e-commerce focused platform for advertising. So working with huge e-commerce companies, um, retailers, um, you know, lead generation gaming businesses. And I was a BDR talking to their digital folks and 20 years old and helping them to qualify their Facebook budgets, which I didn't like really recognize how awesome that was. And ultimately kind of grew out of my role and was asked to bring on Drift at that business, loved the tool and saw how powerful it was and actually ended up moving over to the team to go do sales there and spent a year in sales at Drift, was really lucky to be a part of, you know, the first 10 people on the sales team and like, I think first 30 within the business overall. So just got to see a lot of the growth, you know, early days at Drift, was really excited to be pulled into a lot of different directions. And one of those directions was helping to interview and help to bring more people onto the sales team at Drift. And I quickly recognized that, you know, that is also selling and that is also connecting with people and sharing ideas and seeing how it resonates with them. Um, I really found a lot of interest in that and the act of like connecting with people and, and actually helping them to move in a different direction in their career or join an organization that will really help to impact them later on or, you know, just the act of recruiting itself. So I was lucky enough to be, you know, able to move into the sales recruiting org, building out our sales team in San Francisco, and then got to touch a lot of different parts of the organization from there, doing some product hiring, marketing hiring, GNA hiring. So we scaled a lot during that time. So I was able to see a lot of really interesting and cool roles. Um, 
But yeah, that was a little bit about the path. And now at OpenView, I uh, didn't really know that like VCs offered this type of, you know, talent help to their portfolio companies. Um, Steve on my team, who's our operating partner, reached out to me and explained what we do at OpenView and just kind of couldn't pass up the opportunity to come over here and work with a lot of different businesses on their hiring practices. That's great. Yeah. And it's interesting to me, you know, I, we hear a lot about folks that are in sales move into recruiting, but I think your PR background is also very interesting because like you said, you had to pitch, you had to sell buzz, you had to sell excitement um, about whatever story you were trying to promote. And there's a lot of that that goes into recruiting as well. Um, so I'm sure you bring some of that creative flair uh, to recruiting. And then so in Drift, you were working in sales, you got exposed to the interview process. Was that as a peer interviewer? Yeah, yeah. So I would enter the process as a peer interviewer to kind of tell, you know, whoever was interviewing a little bit more about the team, a little bit more about the culture, just kind of get a sense of who they were and, and kind of give them a sense of who we were and how, you know, my day-to-day -day looked like. Um, I didn't do it a ton, but I, when I was able to do it, it was really exciting and I loved it. Yeah, that's great. And then, you know, as I know, you know, Drift is a really fast growing company for those that don't know. Um, and so how much do you lean on, you know, now that you're helping recruit for more early stage startups, how much do you lean on your experience as being part of a company, fast growing company like Drift and help recruit for some of these early stage companies? A lot, <laughs> like a lot. So my focus at OpenView is I hire for our strategic roles. So that can be anywhere from like a head of VP all the way down to a strategic IC. And I do that within our sales and marketing practice. Um, so traditionally with my career, I think I was a salesperson who then went into hiring salespeople. And now I do that for a lot of different companies um, as well as marketing. And I come back to that, you know, just early stages at Drift of when we were building the team and what good looked like and the type of personalities that are really successful in early stage businesses a lot because that's what I was exposed to. Um, and I think it's it's been really helpful to kind of see what we did at Drift and then apply that to all these other you know great companies that we're seeing scale really quickly and build out amazing sales teams. Yeah. And tell me a little bit about that process at Drift. How did you guys go about figuring out what good looks like, what types of personalities you need to bring into the business when you were hiring at such a rapid scale? I think it changed a lot with just the evolution of the business, you know, the stage of 50 people to 100, then 100 to 200, you're going to be looking for different things. But I think it was always around people who know their why, why they love sales, why they're interested in the product, why, you know, they're driven for their own success. I think it's people who have that history of being successful or have, you know, the type of grit that you'd be looking for in an early stage business, you know a lot of things are not going to be built out already. So a comfort in operating and ambiguity and, you know, the ability to kind of be a self-starter and have that mindset is definitely something that I think we looked for time and time again, kind of, you know, as we scaled and moved up. Mm -hmm. And were there certain types of interviewing techniques or questions you guys would ask to screen for those types of attributes? Yeah. So we had our leadership principles at Drift and that's something that we leaned on pretty heavily. Um, you know, I can't remember them off the top of my head right now because I've been removed from it for the last two and a half years. But I think, um, you know, those were the types of things that we would look for to say like, hey, is this person going to be a great fit for the sales team, but for Drift overall as well? Yeah, great. And so now you're at OpenView. Um, there's a bunch of portfolio companies. If people don't know, OpenView is a pretty well-known uh, VC firm um, with a lot of cool companies in the portfolio. How many are you supporting at a time? 
Yeah, yeah. So OpenView, we're investing in, like you said, early stage businesses. And typically what are, we can be most impactful is when we invest in a business like about like a year to two years after that investment. Um, a lot of these businesses are going to be either Series A or Series B, so they might not have a fully fledged talent practice yet. And we can help them with those early hires that are going to be most impactful for their growth long term. And then as they start to think about building out their own talent team, we're able to kind of shift those priorities back to their talent side and give them the tools that they need to be successful. And, and they take on their hiring from there. It's an interesting dynamic because you guys almost serve your team almost serves as like an RPO to these businesses. Right. And then at some point you hand it back over to them once they're mature enough um, or at scale enough to take that over and have their own team. Um, what types of challenges though, does that present for you as being this like outside team that's recruiting on behalf of all these different companies at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're only working on like some of their highest priority roles. So they definitely have like recruiting that they're doing on their end too. We don't totally run things. Um, we'll do the most impactful roles that they feel like they need the most help on and uh, they kind of have some other hiring practices they have running in the background. I think for me, coming from being an internal recruiter to then kind of being, um, you know, helping people out from afar, it's just that communication loop. And then, you know, kind of trying to get a sense of what everyone needs, scheduling, uh, next steps, getting a lot of those different things where you're able to move really quickly. I think probably the biggest challenge is just like not being fully embedded into the team and, and you know, trying to just like drive as much communication as possible while not physically being on that team. Yeah. And you're coordinating with so many different people across different brands. So it's like, you know, you've got different messages, different selling points, like different people, all that requires a lot of coordination. What's the makeup of your team at OpenView that's doing all this? Yeah. So we have Steve, who is our operating partner. He comes from a really strong executive search background. He was with True for many years. And then we have our executive hiring team, which is led by Maggie Crane. And we have Viv on the team as well. And they focus on all of our hiring for exec across a lot of different functions, whether that's you know, GNA hiring, product hiring, sales hiring, marketing hiring. And then we have our strategic hiring, which is led by myself and Alex Carrier. Alex comes from a pretty similar background to myself. She was over at Salsify for a couple of years, Cloud Health. Um, and she does a lot of our product CS um, and GNA hiring with Maeve on our team, who also came from TrueSearch. And then Bridget and I, um, Bridget Snow came over from the Bowdoin Group, and we focus on strategic hiring for sales and marketing. I mean, Katie, Katie does internal recruiting for OpenView and does an incredible job with that. Got it. So you, yeah, so you're you're kind of mixed with this external recruiting, and then like you just said with Katie, internal recruiting for OpenView. So again, a lot of people to coordinate with. Can you walk me through what is like generally when you're working with one of the portfolio companies, what does the hiring process looks like? What are what are you guys responsible for? What are they responsible for? How do you keep it running smoothly on both ends? Yeah, I think it's different with every company because everyone has a different way of doing things. I think the things that we like to do is to really be thoughtful with the sourcing upfront. So we'll kick off a search, we'll do a kickoff call, really get a sense of what they're looking for. We'll go into the market, we'll start to really strategically map like what could this person look like? We'll bring back those profiles to the company, do a deep dive of a review, make sure we're all on the same page of what good looks like. You know, at that time, it can change over the course of the search. 
and then get into the market and really start to have a lot of conversations with candidates. And I think what we typically recommend is they have a lot of great networking conversations up front. You know, having more conversations at the start really informs what's good's going to look like, what's not going to work, what you like, what you don't like, and then kind of hone in on exactly who is going to be the best fit from there. Um, we we do a lot of just like connecting people, like I said, playing that matchmaker role of like screening a lot of great candidates and then kind of seeing who's going to be a fit for what based off of what we learn about those candidates. So we're not truly like embedded into their hiring practices in terms of creating the process. We help them think through what a good process looks like, but we really you know want it to be unique to whatever co- every company needs and what their you know internal best practices are. Mm-hmm. And how do you go about helping them do that? Because like you said, some of them don't necessarily have a talent team already built out. So they might have no process when they start to work with you guys. So what what's the what's the process in which you guys go through to help them build that out um, and define all those different steps and how they should be going about things? Yeah, I think it's it's really about internal alignment first, right? Like who do we need on this interview team? Who is going to make be impactful in making this decision for the business? really having all of those people bought in for the scorecard on that role, like make sure that everyone is in alignment of who we need, why we need this, and then having all those people involved in the interview process. And then building out just a really strong, um, you know, panel for that, un- understanding who's going to own what in the interview process in terms of questions and evaluating which areas for the role. Um, and then just advising them on different, you know, best practices, you know, panel interviews, how many people you should have on that presentations, what we've seen be successful, not successful. Do you need a presentation for this role? Um, And then just help them kind of navigate the closing process as well in terms of compensation benchmarking, equity benchmarking, um, you know, making sure that they're going in with the strongest offer first so that they can, you know, really remove a lot of the back and forth and and get the candidate they want. Mm. And it's a lot of structure and it's also across a wide range of companies. So what do you guys come in with like a predefined this is generally how our company should run their hiring process or do you each time you kick off a process with new hiring managers at different companies is it like starting on the whiteboard from scratch okay starting on the whiteboard from scratch and hearing what's been working for them thus far and like you know really understanding what is important to them to get from an interview process and then giving them advisement on what we've seen be successful um and helping them just kind of figure out the best path forward from there yeah i like that because you're coming in with a beginner's mind. Like, obviously, you have some preconceived notions about how the hiring process should run and you'll have your best practices. But coming in and talking to the people that are going to be involved in the hiring process and learning from them and what's worked and what hasn't worked, um, I think allows you to build some more trust because you're not coming in and saying, hey, we have to do X, Y, and Z. This is how we're going to run it. And you're just kind of mandating what the process is going to be. It makes it more collaborative, which I think is even more important when you're like, this outside recruiting team that's not totally embedded within the business. And so you really have to build trust, I would say, even more so than like an internal recruiting team and the hiring managers that are part of the same company. Yeah. And that's that's the goal, right? Like we want to build trust. We want to be seen as advisors. We never want to be seen as like telling them what to do. We're just here to support them and finding the best people possible to make them as successful as possible. Yeah. And so in working with all these companies, what are some of the things that you guys are focused on right now? What are the goals? Yeah, I think it's fluid, right? Based off of the needs of who who has what roles coming up. I think, you know, just in the market right now, it's been such an interesting time over this last year. And I think we've seen sales hiring be really, you know, a hot demand. I think um, 
we're really gold on just getting the best people possible into these roles. And I know that's kind of like a vague goal. <laughs> like it's it's more so just about finding really great people who will help them move into their next phase of growth. Totally. And are you guys seeing, you know, obviously the market's changed over the last 12, 24 months, um, you know, for better and for worse. Or what are some of the challenges you guys are running into today? Yeah, I think... Um, oh, it's definitely been a challenging time in the market with just so many layoffs and so many, you know, things happening from an economic perspective. I think just really advising companies to lead with empathy in this market and really be mindful of, you know, candidates are going to be doing extra diligence in this market, like making sure that you're giving them all the, you know, information they need to make the best decision for them long term, because that's super important, right? I think a lot of people saw a lot of hiring in prior years that just was go, 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 go. And now it's about being more thoughtful about like, what is the best decision long term? I think it's about really learning about the product, really learning about product market fit. People are really digging into that diligence on like, how is the company doing? Are these sales teams hitting their targets? And being really thoughtful about moving into their next step. So we're really advising companies to make sure that they're providing that information and making sure that these candidates are comfortable and providing a really great candidate experience in that way. Um, and also just really being mindful of candidate experience overall, like really having a tight feedback loop, um, you know, not getting analysis paralysis, thinking that, you know, there's a tons of candidates in the market and really making decisions based off of who they're speaking to now and really valuing people's time and, and treating them, you know, with a lot of respect, which can't, companies inherently already do, but it's always a good, good reminder to just like put themselves in the candidate's shoes. Um, so yeah, I think leading with empathy, transparency, and just really being mindful of that candidate experience and, and you know, providing a great experience because how a candidate talks about, you know, your employee brand and how their experience was interviewing is is just as important as how, you know, a customer talks about your product. Yeah, I, I love the approach of leading with empathy because like you said, there's a lot of candidates on the market that might have not had the best ending with their previous employer. People are stressed out. And so, yeah, and the hiring process is stressful as a candidate when you're going through it. So I think, yeah, you know, kind of putting yourself in the candidate's shoes and leading with empathy and being transparent about the business and really giving people all the information they need um, to make a decision, right? It's good for you as the employer, because if they decide to join, they've done their diligence. You've got somebody that's really bought in. You've done your diligence, hopefully, to learn about their why, right, um, and to make sure they're they're a good fit for the business. So I think that's a really good approach. Um, I also like what you said about, you know, I think you touched on a tight feedback loop. Even though there was a ton of candidates on the market, I think, you know, one of the things is, as we look back, you know, 12, 18 months ago, the market was crazy in another way in the sense that you had to be so fast to get offers out because everybody was competing for talent, um, and it was just, it was just a race. And so I think, um, for one, you know, candidates were jumping into offers because, you know, comp was high offers were really good. It was so competitive. It was definitely like a candidate driven market. Um, and employers were moving super, super fast to get offers out in order to compete for that talent. And now as you fast forward to today, it's a little bit different, right? You post a, uh, you know, whatever type of job you're getting hundreds and hundreds of people applying. And I think, you know, sometimes that gives employers the impression of, well, there's all this talent to choose from. So we could take our time, we can overanalyze, you know, we don't maybe need to have as strong of an, a focus on the candidate experience because look at all these options that we have. Um, but I think you would touch on an important point is that no matter what the market looks like, you should always, as a hiring team, hold yourself to a certain standard from a candidate experience standpoint, from a time to hire standpoint. 
Um, because when the market changes, you want to have that good employer brand impression, um, you know, that you ran a good hiring process, that you got back to candidates, that everything was timely, that you gave that information. Um, and so I think that's super important to to consider in, in a market like this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just, again, putting yourself in the candidate's shoes, right? Re regardless of the market, you want to provide that really great experience. Um and I think that also goes back to like knowing what you want to before kicking off a search and really being prepped with your internal team on what good looks like so that you can make those decisions very quickly when you find it. Yeah, setting all those that objective criteria up front so you don't have to think about it as you're going through the process. And like you said, that causes a lot of you know paralysis by overanalysis, right? Um, where you're waffling back and forth on candidates, and a lot of times that's just because you didn't really set clear guidelines and exactly what good looks like and what you're looking for um, from the outset. So you know you guys are managing a lot across. You know, like we've talked about a few times. You know, a bunch of different companies, bunch of different open roles. What are some of the things? in the interest of talking about, you know, time to hire and making it a smooth process for candidates, what are some of the things that you guys really focus on to make sure that the hiring process is moving along and people are making quick decisions and the feedback loops are tight um, to ensure that the company can obviously hire somebody quickly, but also that candidates, you know, leave with a good impression whether they get hired or not um, on the company? Yeah, I think... And I, I hate to be beat in force here or whatever the saying is, but I think it's about that prep before kicking off a search, like really having the alignment on the scorecard, really having strong alignment on the process and who is owning what and exactly what different phases are going to be important for a candidate to hit. Um, I think it's also really about setting a strong sourcing strategy too, of knowing where you want to go from, you know, really mapping the market of where this can't good candidate could live. Um, and then I think just, you know, being diligent about, you know, following up with candidates. We do weekly meetings to check in on the hiring process, check in on where candidates stand, have they received feedback, um, what is the feedback on those conversations and help can like companies think that through as well. Um, so just really making sure there's a lot of touch points with both the companies and the candidates to keep things moving, you know, in the right direction. And are you guys working inside the tech that they already use like are you do you have to collaborate across multiple applicant tracking systems with the different companies or how does that work so we use thrive and we keep all of our hiring information in there um uh, so typically we're not in greenhouse but we can certainly hop in coming from you know internal recruiting teams we we do know the ATSs, um so we can do that but most often we just kind of keep things within our own personal recruiting system Got it. Um, and so that probably helps you keep people more aligned and you have more visibility on what's going on throughout all these different processes. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Take me back to the kickoff meeting, um, you know, where you're determining all these different things. How do you help a company think through all these areas, you know, think through a scorecard if they've never built one, think through the objective criteria on what makes somebody good for a role that maybe they've never hired before? Like what's what's the process? How do you prompt them to figure that out or work with you to figure that out? Yeah, I think it's about really understanding what's driving the need for this role. Like what, what problem are we solving? What objective are we solving by hiring this person? And then really understanding what are the nice to have attributes that we're looking for and what are the need to have attributes that we're looking for? A lot of times, you know, they come in with a pretty strong understanding of what they need from a skill set perspective of, you know, say it's a director of demand gen, they have to have experience with ABM or, you know, they have to have different experiences with certain programs. 
Um, and then helping them think through like, okay, do we need someone who's gone through like growth stage, you know, appropriate roles before? Have they seen companies scale? And just really thinking through the different attributes that are going to make this person successful and then putting together an ideal profile based off of that, that we can then use when we're chatting with candidates, going through, you know, sourcing projects and feel out who will be the best fit for the role based off of those objectives. Yeah, I I like that you start with the problem in mind first, right? What are we actually trying to solve? And I think it goes most times probably a layer deeper than, you know, what the companies initially think that is, right? So a company might think we need more leads. Uh, we need a head of marketing, right? Um, we need a head of marketing. And it's like, okay, you know, certainly for in your shoes, we can help you go out to market and find that head of marketing. But that still doesn't really tell me there's a lot of different types of heads of marketing and people specialize and have certain skill sets. They come from a certain background. So as a head of marketing, typically they might bring a certain specialty to the table. So really it's like, yes, you need more leads, but what problems are you actually facing in the business that's preventing you from getting more leads? Is it a demand gen thing? Is it a you know, conversion rate optimization thing, right? Where you're getting traffic, but you're just not converting them. Like there's think through what problems you're having as a business. And that helps you really identify the person you need versus the role that you need. So the title is a title, but ultimately it comes down to who do you need in that seat? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like who, what type of background will help you solve for this problem? And like, what are the skill sets that that person will bring to the table? Yeah. I, I really, really like that approach. I think people will find a lot of value in that because I think, you know, you start to recruit for a position that maybe you've never hired for before and you go out and your first step is like, all right, we need, I'll just keep using that example. We need a marketing person or we need a salesperson, whatever it is. You go out, you Google it, you see what other companies write for all the bullet points of what this person's going to do. But it's like, that's all dependent on what those other companies need. You have to really think through what do we need as a business um, and start there versus going out and just trying to find a job description for, uh, you know, whatever role you think is going to solve that problem within the business. Totally. And I think that's kind of where that networking play comes in too, of like having a lot of conversations up front, having conversations with businesses that you admire that maybe have hired for this role before. What did they look for? What did they use for an interview process? What made them successful? And then also having a lot of great candidate co candidate conversations to just kind of hone in on what's working, what's not working from a profile perspective um, and just have more conversations up front as you really kind of figure out what's going to be the best fit for your business. Mm -hmm. And you guys have the benefit of being able to see that across a bunch of different companies you know, within the portfolio, whereas you know, a team directly sitting within the business only you know, sees what they're seeing in their direct line of business. And so you guys definitely have that advantage. And I think the other thing that helps you is you've got this, this external perspective similar to like what an agency might have and working with a lot of different clients, but you have different motivation factors than an agency has, right? An agency is going to make money by hiring people for the business. You guys are motivated to help find the right people for these businesses because you have a financial stake, your company in these, uh, the success of these businesses. And so I think that again, brings another level of trust when you're talking with the portfolio companies versus, you know, an agency outside that's giving them these things. Hey, this is what we're seeing across our other clients. It's like, okay, yes, but the agency also has some other motivational factors at play around comp and around all these types of things. But for you guys, you bring like, I feel like the true pulse of the market to your companies. Um, and that helps them make decisions and helps build trust 
and you know ultimately helps them run a better process to hire better people yeah we just truly want to be a value add to them and, and help to partner so that they can be as successful as possible at the end of the day like that is our true motivation um well alex this has been awesome i love learning um you know about what you guys are up to at open view it's also you know, a unique story, I feel like in the market, I talked to a lot of internal talent acquisition leaders. So getting this perspective of somebody that's working across, you know, a bunch of different companies in the tech space um, has been really interesting. And it's also just been great in general, catching up with you. Like I said, in the beginning, I've loved following your career from afar and um, everywhere you've taken it and sounds like you've been having a lot of success. So that's been great to see. Yeah, no, it's so good to reconnect. Definitely, uh, have come, come a long way since my early days of selling to you at Drift, but it's a full, full circle moment here for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, like you said, you followed your passion, you've, you've wound up where you're meant to be. Um, and, you know, going back to the days that we worked together at Drift, you know, we loved working with you as a rep and I think, a lot of those skills that you demonstrated there as a rep have really carried forward in your career and you're kind of applying all the best parts of the experience that you've had to, to recruiting. And, you know, quite frankly, that's probably what's led to a lot of growth in, in your career in recruiting and help lead you to where you are today. So that's it's awesome to see. Always selling. <laughs> Everything yeah. <is> sales. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much, Alex. It's been great catching up and good luck with everything. Awesome. Thank you. Cool.